Glenlivet. It's a whiskey. I like it. Um, I don't really drink beer, so we're going to see how this goes this episode. Album of choice. It's a toss-up between Raekwon, Only Built for Cuban Links, and Portishead's live album from 1998. It has to be Churrasco. podcast we're back at it i am ohead ed i should have probably said i'm ohead at first and then let you know we're back at it but regardless it is what it is this is bruise beats and eats a podcast where we discuss beer music and food i am your host old head ed and i always have a guest with me um i put this guest through the ringer anybody who comes through you know what i'm saying i i i pretty much finesse them into telling us our story their story Telling us their story. Uh, then I'll pour four beers for them. They'll sample the beers. They'll give me their thoughts on the beers. We'll talk about their musical taste. And to end it off, we'll talk about their food taste. Um, this week is no different than any other. I got another special guest. I, I want to kind of do the, the intro justice. So I'm going to start off using Ill Producer. Collaborator Aww. with the likes of King Micah and Midas the Beast. Um, I, I met him through way of another Ill Producer. Citation Sounds very own Chef Draz. And also, uh, I mean, heavy hitter because it's not easy to get a co-sign by some of the greats. And when I mean greats, I'm talking about ill mind. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, all caps, mighty healthy. Oh, man, that, that, that is the greatest introduction I've ever had. <laughs> I was, I was kind of like, oh, I got to get through this. I got to do it justice. I mean, we're talking about a heavy, heavy beat maker. And it, whether it's ignored all the way up to quarantine sessions two, which is one and two, um, needless to say, you've been busy. H- how do we? Okay, where did it start for you? Oh, okay. On paper, I would say I've been doing this for about about two two and a half years. Okay, two and a half years. Uh, so I started around twenty mid twenty eighteen, but I've always had a fascination with it. Um, even going back to when I was a kid, um, the first album I ever heard that made me want to make music, only built for Cuban links. Mm. I, I, I just love that it, it just like RZA just found a way to like put you there. Mm. Like you, you could just you could just feel just the, you know, and, and, and that, that's just something I've always been fascinated with. And, you know, as a kid, I would. I would find this. It was, it was called. I think it was called WavePad. It was like this. Okay. This. This like wave editor. You can't really do much else. You just drop a wave and like. So I. W- I would just. I, I would like go on LimeWire. Oh, <laughs> I would go yeah. on LimeWire. I'd find like old old instrumentals and like throw an acapella in. But it was like an editor, so I couldn't really like scroll or arrange nothing. So I'll just like throw it on top of there, see if like the BPM matches. Like try to. But I was doing this in middle school. Like okay. I, I didn't. I didn't know really what I was doing. Like I, I, I would throw a J verse on like a RZA beat and like throw a Nas verse right after it. Like <laughs> I, I, I would try to do stuff like okay. that. And 
but that but that but that was kind of on and off. Yeah. But it was about two and a half years ago. Um, that that actually, you know, what really made me do it. What's that? Um, out of all the things, when Kanye announced that he was doing like the 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 fight, like the all the albums in a row. Okay. When he was doing he was doing the Nas one, Tiana the Taylor, Pusha team, Pusha, Tiana, yeah, got you. His own, yeah. It was that particular moment where I was like, "Wow, that sounds like a lot of fun." And huh. you know, I was work. You know, I so you know, I have a day job. I, I work from home. Gotcha. And so I'm like, well, I'm home. Like this is something I've always been in. Like, let me just try this again. You know, okay. you know, I, I bought I bought FL Studio. That that was my first you know introduction to it. Okay. FL Studio making horrible music. But you know, I, I was working at it every day. Got you. You got know, because I, I felt you know, if I wanted to take this seriously, I, I'd have to treat it like a job. I wanted okay. to put time towards it every day. Yeah. And you know, one thing led to another. I ended up buying like machine. It was like a lot better. And then I got into Ableton. Okay. Uh, last year, and then and then that that's when kind of like my my skills kind of you know went 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 elsewhere. So yeah, I, I would say that that that's, that kind of sums up the. Yeah. Introduction. So okay, uh, so you pretty much sounds like you're self-taught. I mean, like you didn't hit, you didn't attend full sale, you didn't go to any uh, sounds engineering. And you know what's funny, like, because I, I went to UCF for college, and full, oh, so, and okay. so it was near full sale. Go nice, charge on, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I never thought. I always felt like being self-taught in anything was mm. pretty. I felt you get more out of that. Yeah. You know, uh, so yeah, I never thought of like going to school for it or anything. I, I think, yeah, that's pretty interesting because I'm wondering if there is an advantage to that, whereas to where as opposed to someone telling you, "Hey, this is how it is," you're taking it secondhand and mm-hmm. then you're applying it as as opposed to you sitting there and going, "Okay, I think this does this," and I'm learning it as I go. Now, granted, I'm sure you know you're probably reading into stuff. Uh, whether it's a manuals or whatever information you might find online. So that has something to do with it. But I think the fact that you don't, I imagine that the fact that you don't have someone to fall back on and telling you, hey, this, you know, you're supposed to do it like this. Right. You're figuring it out as you go. Yeah. Like, um, you, you know, uh, what I learned because, because I, you kind of become obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. So I, I would just read, I'll just go on Wikipedia. I'll just like, look up like Brizza, Pavic, you know, okay. Alchemist. But it's just like, you learn that, you know, Rizzo was never musically trained. Yeah. You know, Shook Ones was made on a project stove. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like foundationally, hip hop was invented by people that didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. They, they didn't have instruments, studios, or nothing. It was just a couple of hipsters. They they find some old records nobody cares about. Yeah. And then they just try to make do with that. Yeah. And so, you know, I figured I'm like, you know, let let me take like a, an approach similar to that. Mm-hmm. Like, let me just just figure things out as I go. Just mm-hmm. like eat tutorials all day just 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 make me just like just try to get better every day yeah you know? so now you blew me away with the fact that you've only been doing this like you said even though technically on paper for two and a half years despite the fact that even before then you had uh inclinations to get into this side of things you find yourself in a place where you're comfortable enough to get into like i imagine beat battles or or submit beats to like how was that like the first moment where you're like okay i think i'm ready to have someone listen to this yeah like I would say I, I've I have I have the gift of self awareness. Oh, like that's, I, I, that's I have, a strong, I have that's a, a strong suit, right? Because a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people ain't self aware. Yeah, because 
Cause I didn't even make an Instagram. Cause so I made a so you know I'm out on Instagram like on my my personal page. I made a completely separate page. Okay. Um, but I actually didn't make that page until I was a good like four months in. Cause I knew I wasn't good enough yet. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so a couple months down the line, you know, and then I start seeing like beat battles and stuff. But then you know I'll see who submitted. What are they do? Cause one thing for me is that I I try to. A focus on like one particular thing like I, I try to make sure I'm aggressive as possible the drums hit as hard as possible mm. everything is just aggressive yes. I, I, I really don't know how to do anything else <laughs> that's it's a signature yeah we don't call so, it a signature exactly because you know it's just like even now there's like there's like a lot of boom bap stuff is stuff that's out there mm-hmm. and I mean I'm not like I'm not like married to boom bap I could do other things yeah. but it's like you know there. With like newer stuff, like with the technology and stuff, that it just feels like there's something missing. Mm. Like there, there's like the extra grit that's yeah. not there, and like even though there's like lo-fi and stuff, it it, it just it just doesn't hit the same. Like when Incarcerated Scarface's yeah. pop comes on, like like that that feels different. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and I would say I, I got comfortable with more like beat battles and competitions and stuff like that once I started. You know, kind of seeing where I kind of sit in the ecosystem. You know, okay. just yeah, dope, dope. Uh, is that where you came across uh, Draz? I see. I met Draz at uh, yeah, I, yeah. I met Draz at 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 one of the uh, I think one of the I Standard beat battles. Okay. Yeah, actually, no. Draz used to, Draz Draz had followed me on on Instagram like about a year ago. Mm. And and you know Draz like he's super super yeah. like he, he's somebody you want to be around. He's yeah. super positive, yeah, outgoing, like, positive. Yeah, like, like you know leaving positive comments and stuff. You know like good. It. You know good is gonna come from whatever you guys yeah. are talking about or working on. Yeah, shout out to Draz. He actually no, he's actually uh, sent some stuff to King Micah too. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, it, it, it sounds pretty good. Okay. Yeah, shout out to Draz. And and then he do um he did two joints off of. Uh, uh, Tetris. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I told him he, he went two for two on that one. Yeah. 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 Official for real. For real. Uh, but yeah, I, I met him at one of the one of the beat battles. He won that one. Okay. Yeah. Nice. yeah he won that one. Yeah. So, so brought it back. Brought it to it's a citation sound. Yeah. Now Draz is real cool, and yeah. it's and it's funny that I don't think there's too many people that won't agree with our uh, how I say our uh, our analysis of Draz. Yeah. I guess for lack of a better word, it's just that's the type of <laughs> that's the type of dude he is. Super. Yeah, and it's funny because he said it on the podcast. He's like, "Yo, if you send me your shit, I will listen to it." Yeah. He goes, "I will listen to it," and 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 here we are. Like this is actually proof positive that just like he said on the episode, he's like. Yo, you send me your stuff. I'll, I'll give it a listen. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I, I threw an idea about him, like I want to, I want to do like a. You remember Champion Sound? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I want to oh. do kind of like a Champion Sound with the him. J Live Joint. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm always working, man. So that, yeah. that, that that's something I would definitely be down to do. Speaking of down to do or things you want to do, yeah. Um, I mean, as as uh, ambitious as it may sound. Um, I, I'm really I'm 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 sold on the on the producing a whole album for Raekwon, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man, yo! I mean, you have to have these. And some might say lofty goals, but I mean, nonetheless, it's like if you don't put yourself in the sphere, 
yeah. of that being a possibility, then for sure your chances are zero. So you got to put yeah, yourself like, in that sphere. How, how did I mean? Well, you touched a little bit on the um, only built for Cuban links, kind of inspiring you as far as the music back then, and now I guess you're just returning full circle. But like, yeah, I could do this for Rayquan, huh? Right. Yeah, man. So like, so for context, uh, I think it was I think early April he had announced that yo, I'm I'm doing the third one, mm. and you know I. And even when I started music, I like I write I, I, I write a lot of things down. It's like okay, who do I want? I just just Raekwon, all caps, Raekwon, <laughs> Raekwon. <laughs> you know, um, and so on Instagram, I just started just just making beats and posting them, just yeah. tagging, tagging whoever. Yeah. And then uh, about a week or so in, I'm like, yo, is there anybody like do y'all know anybody in, like? Because you know the typical thing of like, oh, let me just tag somebody. Oh, mm-hmm. usually doesn't work. Yeah. And it's not. And it looks desperate. Right? Indeed. And so, I'm like, yo, do any of you guys know, like, you know, my supporters are the best. Because I was like, you know, any any of you guys know anybody in their camp I can hit up? And a couple people hit me, like, yo, like, there's this guy, there's this guy, like, okay. So, they're actually finding people for me to contact. And then, so I DM'd them. I was like, yo, um, hey, you know, I don't know if it's just like a weird ask or anything, but is this because there's one of them that gave me an email, so I started sending to that email. I sent to all the emails. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, yo, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I? Is it? He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, somebody, somebody responded. Yeah, we got- <laughs> I was like, yo, what you guys think so far? He's like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> I was wow. like, oh, okay. But then even more, like a couple weeks down the line, I said, I just, I ended up sending like 35 beats. So wow. okay, uh, and I'm still sending more. Yeah, and so one day on Twitter, I just I'm just like, eh, whatever. It's Twitter. I just tweet. It's like a Friday morning. I was like, yo, I just sent thirty beats to Ray. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And he saw it and then liked it and followed me. Yeah, and then and I hit him up. I was like, <laughs> you know, like thirteen year old me is like through yes. the roof. Yeah, like yeah. even and like even if nothing happens from this. Yeah, like just, just I could just high five thirteen year old me. Yeah, I'm like yeah. you had a conversation with Raekwon. Buddy. Yeah. Um, was it? Were you glad that it wasn't thirteen-year-old you that responded? Like you, you <laughs> yo, he, didn't, he didn't navigate the conversation from that point on. <laughs> I, I was really, really trying hard not to. Listen, I'm a producer. I don't talk. Like I don't know how to sound cool. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Rayquan! <laughs> <laughs> I was trying so hard not to just like fangirl out, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was like, yo, uh, I'm trying to be all cool. Like yo, peace, you know. Uh, Yo, what's what today's math? Yeah, what's today's math? Uh, yo, what's the science? Like, I was like, yo, um, yo, like, what do you think so far? He's like, yeah, it sounds good. And and I posted something a couple. He's like, yeah, I, I like that one too that you said. Mm. I was like, wow, like you actually like stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> He actually listened. It wasn't somebody else going, hey, hey check, this is good. Just yeah. tell that this one's good. Because <laughs> the thing is, he's specifically telling me, like, th- there was one track I sent, and they're like, yo, like, what's the sample on that one? Mm. So I'm like, oh, like, you actually thinking about, like, yeah. you know, and, um, and, 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 yeah, I, I was just, I was just, like, I, I didn't know, to, like, you, you're just like, wow. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. And then um, I think about another two weeks later, like he goes on live, you know, people asking him questions mm-hmm. and he's just like, yeah, you know, uh, he's like, yeah, you know, we're working on the third one. 
you know, I just have this ear for beats. Like, I, you know, I just find these producers and, you know, this these beats, like, it, you know, sounds like the first one. It's like, mm. it's, he's bringing me back to whatever. Mm. He didn't mention anyone by name, but yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's me. You know? <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> It makes the most sense because I want to take this opportunity now while we're on, where we're in the sphere of, uh, of Raekwon, Only Built for Cuban Links, you producing Mighty Healthy. Mm-hmm. All right, the name Mighty Healthy. Uh, infamous Ghostface yeah. track. All right, uh, I think I've heard you say the story before, but, I, but share the story with the listeners. I, I got the name. How you came across, how you, how you landed on Mighty Healthy. I was at work, you know, because I was at work just listening to... I, I just so happened to put on Ghostface that day. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, you know, Supreme clientele. I was, I just saw the name. I'm like, hmm. I'm like, but then, you know, I, I can't call myself that. Then, like, you know, like, what if someone tries to Google me? Nothing probably. I'm like, yeah. but who cares? You know, like, I'm like, you know, I also looked up. I was looking to see if the domain was available. Because that, that, these are things, like, I'm like, okay, if I put my name in that, like, what about the domain? What about stuff like this and all yeah. that other stuff? I'm like, okay, there was, like, a Mighty Healthy company a couple years ago that's no longer around. And okay. I'm like, what if I could just put the name together and make it all caps? Like, do mm-hmm. I'm like, huh. And it's funny because, like, had I listened to like Cuban Links, I probably my name would have been Ice Cream or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just like, knowledge God, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if, if that if at that precise moment at work you were listening to Only Built for Cuban Links, who, who would have known, bro? Who would have known? Miami producer, verbal intercourse. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. yo. <laughs> That's kind of wild, though. Verbal intercourse and you're making beats. Like, there's nothing verbal about it. Yeah, right? nothing. <laughs> That's wild. How did, how did you, how did you uh, come across, you know, I mean, Midas the Beast, I've, I've come to hear from uh, through the homie Orion, uh, mm-hmm. WDDH Radio. He met him up in Orlando. How did you come to work with him and also King Micah? Uh, so... Uh, Midas was pretty simple. I remember when Alchemist had his uh, he had his Russian Roulette album. Okay. And then there was this one song in particular because you know how Alchemist is like he he'll have like these super short songs and mm-hmm. everything bleeds into the neck like he's just a master at that. Yeah. And like there was this one song in particular where this dude I've never heard of he just bodies it for like a minute thirty. I'm like yo who is this guy? I'm like oh, and this was like in 2013. I'm like yo. If I ever, like, pick up music again, like, I need to find this person. Mm. And then so, you know, fast forward, I find him. You know, he gave me, like, his feature price. Okay. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. That's fine. <laughs> and then it, I got a great, we got a great record out of it. And I was like, yo, would you be interested in, like, doing, like, a project in the future? He's like, yeah, like, you know. So I, I don't know if anything will come of it, but. You know, I was just excited because that, that's somebody I've always, he was kind of on the bucket list a little bit too. Okay. So I'm like, okay. he's such a dope MC and yeah. like, you know, yeah. Dope, dope. And, uh, and King Micah? So I met King Micah at an Illmind event. All right. So, um, so Illmind has, an, he, he had like a, he had an event where like a bunch of producers show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we play stuff. He gives his feedback. You know, I, I see it as more of like a networking event. Yeah. And so King Mike is from Detroit. So he came. I, I think him and his lady were down there. Uh, I think to celebrate his birthday. Okay. And um, so, you know, I, I met a lot of guys there. 
you know, a lot of uh, some of the guys I still talk to now, but like him in particular, uh, I remember I, I played stuff and he's like, yo, like, how do I buy beats? I'm like, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. don't worry about it. We'll figure the thing out later. Yeah. Like, for like, now. <laughs> I got but you. Now I'm glad that you enjoyed him. Like, this, yeah. is, this is what, this was the initial, like, what you were looking for. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he's, he's an incredible MC. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, I, I'm glad I went to that event and yeah. we're still rocking now, man. You know, we got, um, so, so he, he's, he's working on a project with another producer who goes by the roses. Shout out to them. Okay. I think their album's coming out pretty soon. Okay. Um, and then, you know, working on King Mighty 2. Just nice. not not stopping. Just Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of not stopping, um, one thing that didn't stop you was the, the quarantine. Uh, the, when, when March came across, the quarantine hit. Um, you were working from home already at that point? Or this is working from mostly. home? Mostly. Okay, mostly. So... So you had you kind of had already adapted a pattern of being efficient enough to work from home and then you know work on your craft. Uh, the quarantine hits, so I imagine it wasn't too much of a of a shift for you. Oh, I was happy. <laughs> like like minus disaster. Yeah, was, yeah. Despite despite the fact that you couldn't buy toilet paper, that didn't stop. Yeah, you for happy. a couple of days, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wait, I get to be home more. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> dude, I've made hundreds and hundreds of beats. Since the yeah. start of that quarantine, wow, it's the best thing that ever happened. Yeah, to yeah, and and that's the and that's what I applaud most of anybody who's a creative or an artist or an artistic person um, that they and I guess that's the benefit of being creative and artistic is that you do you don't have to rely on forms of entertainment. You kind of entertain yourself with what it is that you do, right? And then you just keep doing it throughout. Um, quarantine sessions one and two. So what 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 made you decide to split it into two parts? Well, because I mean the the premise of quarantine sessions is it's just beats that I send. I don't hear back from okay. stuff I send to Michael. He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, s- s- stuff that I that I sh- shop around to other people. Gotcha. Because like one thing about me, I do have a beat store, but I don't really sell beats. Okay. I guess that's maybe why I haven't blown up yet. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just I, I I just it just feels it just doesn't feel not that it doesn't feel natural, but like I like being involved in the process. Like gotcha. that that that's why you know I want to do more like collaborative albums. Okay. You know, I mean, anybody because there's beats everywhere. You could you could buy the, it's yeah, it's a commodity yeah. at this point. Yeah. yeah. You know, like we're. I, I'm just more interested in just the process of sitting down with somebody and just seeing a vision and mm. scoring human lives. That yeah. that is that 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 is what I'm interested in. Um, but yeah, quarantine sessions is just leftovers, really. Okay, like, okay. <laughs> Why are some of them dated and some of them titled? I was wondering about that. Um, By the way, pedestrian. I'm just I'm just gonna throw. Oh, that appreciate one out. it. That pedestrian, dope. <laughs> yeah, appreciate I'm it. That. Appreciate I'm it. it. Um, yeah, um, if it usually if it wasn't dated, it's older. Okay. Or maybe something I dated, I didn't date it because I sent it out to somebody. Got you. Um, and I date my beats because I'm not creative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, so one thing about me, I, I I don't consider myself creative. Okay. I I I I manufacture my creativity. Got you. You know, uh, I'm like okay. I like this sample from here. I like that sample from there. I like these drums from there. Let me find a way to put it. So let me throw this Jamaican vocal here. Let yeah. me tune this down there. Like it, I got. I take more of a scientific approach to it. Mm. 
Um, and so I say that all to say I don't name things. I okay. I, I I can't think of names like that. I, because if I did, I'd be rapping, you know? <laughs> it's true. It's true. If that was the strong suit, that, that'd probably be uh, the way you lean to. Yeah. Um, it's a lot cheaper to be rapping because you don't have to buy the equipment. Right? <laughs> well, I have the equipment anyway. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Okay, I have to that, see now. Now, that, that plays towards me being old head ed because whenever I make references like that, I'm thinking back then. Uh. When, it, when everybody didn't have... You know, either the finances or or the technology wasn't readily available, whether it was you were able to purchase it or download or whatever. So I'm I'm thinking I'm coming from a perspective of like it was a lot cheaper to rap back then. Yeah. And now it's like, no, I forgot. Now you you download the software and you could kind of work your way into putting together a beat. But yeah. uh, no, man, that's that's excellent. And that's and that goes to um your point earlier where you said that it's like it's so much. There's a lot out there. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of that because everybody could, you know, jump into the fold and try it. Exactly. As opposed to back then, it's like most people Unless you, you unless you had a family member or you know you had money coming in where you could buy a turntables, you probably yeah. most likely weren't going to be the DJ. Or maybe you stole from somebody. Or, 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 yeah, or in the blackout <laughs> that happened. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that it's that's an interesting uh, interesting take. Uh, Mighty healthy. I, I think we're we're gonna wrap up the official business part here. We got to know you. We. we Touched on the music that you've been putting together when you started making it. Um, you want to hit the people with the social medias where they can follow, where they can find music, you, so on. Instagram, Mighty Healthy Music. Uh, let's see. My website is Mighty Healthy Music. My Twitter is Mighty Healthy underscore. Uh, what other social medias on there? Uh, well, the, the Bandcamp. But that's yeah okay that's, yeah so just just go to my Instagram I okay. have I have my link tree there everything's yes. there yeah yeah, yeah. YouTube <laughs> YouTube YouTube I think it's YouTube.com/slash Mighty Health yeah although I'm not on there really but what I'll do is I just like to torture the guests and take them through this step because what's gonna happen is that I'm gonna write it all down later yeah and I'm just gonna drop it in the description notes and oh. and, then, and they're like man I rambled through I was I was under pressure to come up with all the different locations and he could have just asked me later and put them up but this is how we get down this is Bruce Beast and East there's still a lot more show y'all stay tuned Mighty Healthy is up in this big beer little beer big beer little beer big beer little beer 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 beer, beer. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. Yes, we have reached the Bruce portion. The Bruce portion of this this shindig, this festivity. Uh, got mighty healthy with me here. And I'm so appreciative that despite the fact that he hasn't had beer in a long time, he's willing to give this a go. Like he said early on, he's more of a whiskey man. Glenn Livet. Got the Glenny. Um, but this time around, I mean, what we do in this segment is we have the guests try four different beers uh, they'll give me their thoughts on them as we navigate through each one of the beers. We'll get into maybe some early beer memories, um, what they're drinking nowadays, whether it's beer or not. And, um, and yeah, man, just, just, you know, just some, uh, some good old fashioned tipping back a, a, a cup and yelling prost. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, uh, so without a further ado, let's get right into this. Mighty healthy. You ready? All right, let's do it. Beautiful. Uh, I'm taking into consideration that you're not. You know, it's been a minute since you drank beer, so I'm trying to keep them like all on the lighter side. Okay. Uh, but I do want to get your, I do want to get your opinion on some of them that are a little bit, you know, they, they vary. So, you know, I'm taking through a journey here, and you let me know what you think of them. Okay. The very first one, which is on your left, I'm gonna go left to right. That is the uh, Bold Rock Hard Cider Brewing Company. It is their 
IPA, India pressed apple. Now it's not an IPA. They just labeled it an IPA. It's a cider. Uh-huh. They, they added uh, they added more hops into it, which is typically what gives the IPA that hoppy taste, the overbearing taste. Not overbearing, in my, in my opinion, it's a little overbearing. But but yes, that one is the Bold Rock Hard Cider. Is their IPA, which stands for India pressed apple instead of Indian pale ale. Uh, it clocks in at a four point seven percent. And it's brewed in Virginia. Whenever you're ready, fire away. I haven't had this one, so I'm going to give this a go, too. Uh, the rules are that there's really no rules. It's you taste it. You, if you want to work through it, you could. If it if just sip is enough for you to make up your mind, then you could do that, too. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I definitely need to drink something because... <laughs> Got the phlegm coming up. That's that sounds great. No, no corona. Fine. No corona. No, 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 no corona. No, 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 we're not doing that here. <laughs> Actually, there are no coronas up here either. <laughs> but uh, I haven't had this one before, so I'm interested to see what this one tastes like. But um, whenever you're ready, fire okay. away. Let me know uh, what you think. Okay. It is lighter. Okay. Yeah, I, I like how that felt. I like it. Uh, I, I'm assuming these go from light to heavy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we're starting off on the uh, the 4.7 side. Okay. Um, I don't I don't go in on this occasion. I'm not going any higher than six, which is the ABV. But um, but you'll notice the difference between this light one at the beginning at 4.7, right. which is right where your uh, your typical run of the mill beers land. They're right about just underneath five and whatnot. So what, what, what got you in a beer? Oh, uh, so what got me into beer was um, you go to fa- you know you go to gatherings. There's always beer there. You grow up in the early '90s where every song has to do with either a 40 or you know OE mention or so you do that then. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as journeying, journeying is that even a word? Today it is. This episode it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> New dictionary. <laughs> you know, taking the voyage from your typical. This is what your your neighborhood grocer has. To look, finding out that there's other beers that are not these big name brand ones. Uh, a good homie of mine, shouts to Adam. Um, he got into craft beers. Mm-hmm. And then he turns around and tells me, yo, you know that there's these different types of beers. And there's this, you go online and you could, there's a website that is, it gives you like, it ranks all these beers. And, and they, the ABV goes like through the roof with some of this stuff. And I was like, really? So, um, Latin, you know, one of the times we got together, we went to, um, a, okay, uh, a, a wine and spirits and beer place that I won't mention anymore because their policies has changed up. They're not sponsoring this They're show not, anyway. Exactly. Forget about it. So we pulled up there and then you start seeing all the different beer types and then you start picking, oh, I'm interested to see what this tastes like, what that tastes like. And then, um, and yeah, that's where it started. And then finding out that there was stuff that I was more interested in, that it wasn't Heineken, Presidente, right. uh, Corona, so on and so mm. forth. So that's what got me into the beer. And then I kind of cemented my, my my love for it when I decided to name the podcast <laughs> Ruth Beef Denise. And I was like, well, fuck, I can't back out now. Yeah, no, <laughs> now, now you got to double down. Bro, I'm saying I, uh, <laughs> I, I often find myself in a place where I'm like, okay, I'm going to focus a lot more on eating right and then maybe, you know, getting a little more workouts in and whatnot and then i go damn but the beer like <laughs> the, the beer is gonna stop all this progress so that's where i find myself at it's it's a labor of love but but you know it's 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 worth it it's yes. worth because this one was good you this like one, that yeah. one do you um what's your earliest beer memory the first time you had a beer what was it what did it feel like first time i had a beer 
Uh, it was right before going to college. Okay. Like, I think it was a Heineken. Got you. Yeah. And then, you know, college happened. You know, it's like you're not buying good stuff in college. You, you know, you got the friend with the fake ID mm. doing that. It's just... You know, I was just, it, it just turned me more into liquor because it was just more to the point. Gotcha. You know, so I was drinking all the horrible, you know, uh, what was that with the pinnacle vodka, all that garbage. <laughs> all the different flavors. You know, are... just, just straight headache juice. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but then, you know, once I started working, having, you know, being able to afford better stuff, I got more into like whiskey and stuff like that. Got you, got you. Let's get into this next beer. Okay. And this is from the Oscar Blues Grill and Brew. It is their Mama's Little Yellow Pills. It's a Pilsner. Comes in, comes in at a 4.7% and is brewed out of Colorado. Okay. Yeah, so that's what you got there. Okay. Nice packaging. There okay. you go. You appreciate nice. digging the logo. Yeah. Cool, cool. Hey, it's kind of like a throwback a little bit. It has the uh, the lettering. Reminds me of kind of like Soul Train. Doesn't it remind you of the Soul yeah. Train lettering a little bit? Yeah, vintage. Yeah, because it's got the line within the, the letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't tried this one either. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you yeah, got to do it. Yeah, whether, whether I try it or not, man. I mean, mighty is here drinking beers. He hasn't done it in exactly. Years. That, um, that was a rhyme. Yeah, <laughs> it's happening more and more often. Yeah, mighty Ed coming soon. That's it. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So we'll give right. this one a go. Tastes like a vegan Heineken. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> if like beer couldn't get more vegan. Yeah, like you know, I it just. But you know, it, it feels it feels smoother though. It feels that, very smooth. Yeah. Smells good. Goes down fine. So, what exactly is a pilsner? You know, I don't all right. Know so, either. I'm glad you asked this because mm. now it's my time to bounce back from the debacle <laughs> that was the no emotion episode. <laughs> When he asked me the same question, and my quote unquote beer drinking supposed to know something to share with the people, I'm like, yeah, it's a style of beer because it's a place in Germany. That's, that was my go to. That was my go to. A horrible failure. And the, the, the worst part of it is not, not only was it captured on audio, mm-hmm. it was on film also. It's all right. It's so, all right. You know, they're not, they weren't sponsoring that They weren't episode. sponsored, okay. so I'm not going to do them justice. But no. this time around, at least I'm going to say this. Um, but before I do that, shouts to No Emotion. Shouts to Us vs. The Buff, South Florida Media Gang, um, The Gods. And uh, <laughs> so a Pilsner, actually, Pilsen, which is P-I-L-Z-N, is a, is a, a section, a part of... Uh, it's a country in Czechoslovakia, mm. or a, a city in Czechoslovakia. It's a, it's a place within Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Okay. And that's it's Pilsen where the beer originated from, and the term Pilsner means the er at the end of Pilsen means that it's from here. Mm. So Pilsner means it's from Pils Pilsen. Okay. So that's where. Ah, the Pilsner comes so it's from. Mama's Pills for Pills. Okay, exactly. Mom, yeah, Mama's Little Yellow Pills, Pilsner, Czechoslovakia, the origin. Then, of course, you know other places uh, try their hand at making a Pilsner as well, but that's the origin. Okay, so you were you were at least in Europe. You weren't fully. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, I wasn't. Yeah. Yes, yeah. geographically. <laughs> yeah, geographically, I was I was spot on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the third beer we're gonna get into. It is from the Harpoon Brewery. And Beer Hall. 
it's funny because this it's the the first time the the last beer we had is Oscar Blues Grill and Brew. So I guess they have a location that also serves food and they brew beers on site. I imagine. Mm. And uh, this one's Harpoon Brewery and Beer Hall. Uh, this is their Dunkin' Pumpkin. It's a pumpkin beer. Mm. Clocks in at a 5.2% ABV and is brewed in Massachusetts. Let me finish this last one so I can join you. All right. Yes. Um, the podcast can only get better from this point on. Exactly. All right. So now, in the spirit of the uh, October, the fall season, even though you don't get a lot of, there's not a lot of, pumpkins aren't a tropical fruit. Yeah. So, or a, it's not even a fruit. Wait, is it? Ah, is pumpkin a fruit? Now I'm starting to wonder because technically it has seeds. And typically, if it has seeds, is a fruit. That's why people will say a tomato is a fruit. So I'm wondering. I definitely fell asleep during that part in class. Okay. You know? Okay. All right. We'll have the answer after this. Yeah. <laughs> more, more research on my behalf. By episode 15 of season two, I'll have the answer for you. So let's give this one a go. Oh. This one confused me a little bit. Like it had a had like a coffee aftertaste. I, I knew you were going to go there. Which makes sense to me as it's a Dunkin' Pumpkin. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. I guess it's I guess it's coffee in conjunction, beer? and it's a coffee pumpkin beer. Now I don't drink coffee. Right as you were saying that, well, actually, right as I was taking a sip, the first I got notes of coffee, mm. and I was like, oh damn, I don't like coffee, <laughs> but I'm already committed to drinking this. Um, and then that makes sense, Dunkin' Pumpkin. So it's kind of like a take on a Dunkin's. Pumpkin coffee. Right. Um, do you mess with coffee at all? Uh, I'm over tea guy. I'm over tea guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a big, I'm not a, actually, I'm not a coffee It's funny because I used to drink coffee as a kid, but. Yeah. You know, then it just, you know, once I, once I turned a certain age, once I was like six, I just never had it again. How do, wait, how do your parents handle. <laughs> no, it wasn't a bit like, it was, it's a Haitian thing. Like, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, it's like, like, they, like you, weren't you out of, I mean, Naturally, six-year-olds have this energy, and they're all over the place. I don't know why they did it. And they, <laughs> it was my grandparents. I don't yeah. know why they did it. Because okay. oh, <laughs> they're like, oh, we'll just hand them over to mom and dad. Yeah. Like, yeah, give it to them. It's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah, this is an interesting one. So far, this is my favorite. This, the the pills now. The, okay, the mama's little yellow pills. Okay. This, this this is just interesting. It's not bad. It's just interesting. Yeah, it does put you in a spot where you're. It's it's uh, unfamiliarity is I think what leaves you in a place where you're like, mm, this, yeah, I haven't been here before. I'm excited for this one. Okay, okay. This one looks like it might be the one. Okay. Before we get into that one, you mentioned earlier, um, you you transitioned from beers in college to drinking liquor. Mm-hmm. Um. Whatever you guys can get your hands on, yeah. and uh, and now you find yourself in a place where you're drinking Glenlivet and uh, whiskeys. Um, there's that moment where I mean I don't know I don't know if we share this in common, but the first time I tried a whiskey, I was like, oh, yo, wait, hold on, <laughs> like yo, time out, like I'm feeling this, I'll be back, you know, right? And then there, of course you transition to a part where like, okay, no, this isn't bad at all, or. I could, I could push through or power through, and then you become familiar with. It. Is that how it went for you? I mean, yeah. Like my, it was my dad who put me on to it. He okay. put me on to just scotch specifically. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it, it just to me, it just feels like a very practical drink. Gotcha. You just need that in ice, and it could just last. You could just sip on it. You're good. 
you know, I, I didn't go straight into the, you know, <laughs> yeah. tilted back. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you screw your life up. That's that's how oh, you no, wake up real. two days later. Yeah, you're not gonna get anything done doing it like that. Right? Yeah, it's no, and it's wild that um, I I have the same sentiment when it comes to whiskey that it's like. Like any any person, any responsible person, it's like something you sip at. You know, you don't have to all hit it all at once. It's there. You go. You take a hit of it. You feel good. You know, you carry on conversation or whatever it is you're doing. And you go back. You revisit. You yeah, know? And it goes down smooth. The ice and the, and the the coldness. It you know yeah. it. Yeah. So on the rocks, not me. Yeah, I, I drink. You know, I you drink, drink my cognac warm and and my my whiskey. Okay. My whiskey and ice. Nice, nice. Dope, dope. Um, anything else besides uh, Glenn Levitt that you've tried that you were like, oh, I can fuck with this. I mean, you know, just just stuff everybody else likes. I'm yeah. not really, I, you know, I have I haven't I haven't ventured out so much yet. Gotcha. So this, this is why this is interesting because gotcha. I've never seen any of these before. Okay, cool, cool. Um, one thing I kind of glanced over there was there ever a moment where whether it be it beer or liquor that you experienced where you're like. Oh, I ain't doing that again. <laughs> like, like through just sheer results of a hangover, or I mean, yes, okay. I would say you know just typical college bullshit. You're drinking gotcha. Pinnacle, you're drinking all that sugary yeah. stuff. Fireball is horrible. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't know that there has to be some kind of like government conspiracy to like make college kids drink it. Like, it just it's it, so readily available. Yeah, like it's right because nobody outside of you know. 18 year olds buy it like it's horrible you'll be surprised you'll be surprised really? i've been approached by people closer to my age with a bottle of fireball like let's do fireballs on and purpose I, do they like themselves that's that's up that's still out for debate <laughs> <laughs> i mean i like them yeah how they feel about themselves and yeah. i like them enough to go pass me on that one like yeah like, miss me. like nah nah like let's let's move into some like no there's there's a bottle of uh makers there let's let's you yeah. know let me work on that you know yeah, and i hate jaeger i hate gin i hate yeah this is this awful jaeger is one that um i've i've had the opportunity to witness people <laughs> like change on jaeger really like people that i knew as knew to be one type where they're, you know, like, oh, this dude, you know, he seems like someone you don't want to mess with. And the mm-hmm. uh, guy looks, you know, he works out. And like, oh, okay, you know, this guy serious about this. A couple shots of Jaeger, and, like, it was an emotional outpour from my <laughs> man. Like, I'm, I, my man wasn't a bad-looking dude, okay? Uh-huh. So, you know, it's, I, I, I don't think he has a problem. I, I imagine he didn't have a problem with the ladies, um, but a couple of shots of Jaeger, and um, and and he was offended by what the girls might have thought of him, like and oh, to the point where he was oh, he was crying, oh. and it was emotional. And I was like, "What happened? Oh. Like, what just happened there?" You know, if you're listening now, whoever's out there, just you know, it's not some maybe what just wasn't your day that day. Yeah. You know? Listen, you know. It, a Jaeger party can go in multiple directions. You learn how it worked out for you. Stay away from the Yeah, Jaeger. you know. Yeah. All right. We, we don't move on to bigger and better things. <laughs> I don't even know if he's drinking nowadays. He, that might have stunned him into sobriety. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe he doubled down. Or maybe you know? he doubled. Yeah. <laughs> he doubled down. Let's get into this fourth beer. Let's like let's quadruple down okay. and get into this fourth beer. This one here is from the Bell's Brewery. This one has a long ass name. It's Larry's latest juicy IPA. 
Where did you find that? Um, Shasta to Fresh Market. Okay. So this one's a juicy India Pale Ale. Mm-hmm. It clocks in at a six percent. Okay. And it comes out of Michigan. All right. So shouts to shouts to uh, shouts to the state of Michigan. The, yeah, state yeah. of Michigan. The D. Yeah. All right. King Micah. Yeah, King okay. Micah. Yeah. So let's give this one a shot. Okay. I'm gonna pour some up for myself here. This is probably the smoothest. Okay. It's the smoothest. I don't mind the aftertaste. Hmm. Very citrusy. Okay. But for some weird reason, I don't know. I was expecting it to be sweeter. Got you. But mm. I don't know. Just something about the colors. But yeah. Or the presentation. On yeah. The- <clears throat> that's. <clears throat> I like this one. Okay. Now that's. I have to applaud you on that because typically for people who haven't drank beer in a while. And find themselves trying beer. The IPA is something that normally kind of like uh, pushes them in the opposite direction. Like, oh, I can't drink that. Not the case in this situation because you actually enjoyed the IPA. Right. <clears throat> That'll get edited out. <laughs> so you enjoy the IPA. I'm not a big IPA fan. There's, I found a couple. Mm-hmm. And it, they're ever growing where I could enjoy them. This one kind of brings me back to one of those where I'm like, it's okay, but it's not something that I would, I would right. look for. I would search out and be like, I gotta try this. What's like your favorites? Okay, um, that's it's kind of rotating. Doing this mm-hmm. kind of shifts my favoritism when it comes to beers just through the podcast. Um, like I said early on, I I, I was rocking ciders heavy. Um, and then I found myself in a place where I liked uh, bourbon barrel ales, mm-hmm. um, and that was that was it for a minute. And then, uh, and then, what was this next step after that? I know after that it was probably a strong ale that's just a little higher ABV. Throughout this time, I would find uh, some IPAs that I really, uh, that I messed with. I was like, oh, this is not bad. That's okay. not bad. Um, but now I find myself in a place. Where I, I'm always willing to try a sour, mm. a sour beer. Um, so if a place has a sour beer, I'll typically start there, and uh, just at least to, to taste. And, but there was a point where I was like, I couldn't stand sour beers. I'm like, these some beers you'll come across that are sour that they're just sour for the sake of being like for living up to the name. Right. And you're like, oh, this is like tart as hell. Uh, but then you start finding out that there's um, fruited sours mm. that you'll start getting some of these more. Um, Fruit tones, as far as uh, passion fruit, guava, and then you kind of fl- it, it kind of could be described as a uh, an alcoholic juice drink. Mm. You're like, oh, I feel like I'm drinking juice, but there's definitely alcohol in this. So that's where I find myself now. Right? That sounds dangerous. <clears throat> like you yes. feel like you're drinking a minute made. When you just... get yes, when, when, <laughs> yeah. when it when the beer lulls you into a false sense of security. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 it doesn't make its intentions known up front. <laughs> but it's waiting. It's waiting for it to jump on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it catches up with you. And I mean, the good thing is that it doesn't make you cry and feel emotional like Jaeger. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah, yeah. Shout out <laughs> to him. Shout out to him. Um, Mighty healthy. I know you touched on it a little bit earlier as far as uh, which was definitely the number one. De- de- definitely the pills. Okay. Um, I also like this. This this number is. Two. I think I'm going to enjoy this for the rest of the episode. This, this is a good Okay. One. Larry's latest. The Juicy IPA is, is a strong second. Yeah. And then your third would be? 
I would say I would say this one, but you know, it was super light. It was it was a good introduction. The cider, okay. Uh, this is, but the thing, this one wasn't bad. I know if if maybe if I was drinking beer longer, I would probably you, appreciate this more. Got you. Got this you. This one feels the most acquired out of them all because it it because I don't drink coffee or anything. So yeah. this. So being introduced to that at once, the two different yeah. flavors. I there. got smacked with pumpkin, coffee, and coffee, beer. Like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, where's the donut? Like, <laughs> where's the donut? <laughs> Dope. Mighty healthy. You drank the beers. You sampled them. You gave us our th- your thoughts on them. You let us know which one was the best and which was the least favorite. Um, we did everything we're supposed to do on this end. The only thing next left to do next is uh, get into these beats. So y'all know what it is. Mighty healthy, oh head Ed, mighty Ed, mighty Ed, exactly. Brute. Now he's now my deepest Fuck. darkest secrets will be exposed. Fuck. Now I'm gonna have to start <laughs> writing verses. <laughs> Bruce Beats and Easter podcast. <laughs> Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. We are here. Mighty Ed. From now on, that's what we will be called. <laughs> mighty healthy Ed. Oh head Ed, aka Ed Energia. We had La Cervezas Fria, which is cold beers for my, uh, for my non-Spanish-speaking uh, listeners. Um, and we're going to keep writing out with these beers, but in the meantime, we're going to talk beats. We're going to talk music, and, and this is one of the opportunities where we really discuss beats. Um, we got to know a little bit about Mighty Healthy's beginnings when it came to music, how he uh, started making beats the earliest, whether it was uh, slapping a, an acapella, an instrumental, and hoping that the that the tempo lined up. Badly, mind <laughs> Very badly, badly. Badly. All the way to being able to send music to Raekwon and, and getting positive feedback. Um, I want to go back a little bit here and, and, and talk more about early musical influences like uh, as, as a youth. Um, mm-hmm. What was something that you would listen to at the house that would, that would capture your attention? I... I realized I liked very early on. I liked very aggressive, dark, just just like cinematic music. Gotcha. And what I realized, it didn't matter the genre. So, uh, so I love Cuban Links. So mm-hmm. obviously, I was super Wu Tang. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. The most Wu Tang. <laughs> like just just finding all the the obscure members. Like <laughs> yeah, all the spin-offs, all the spin-offs. Like 60 Second Disciple. Yeah, I like, mean, uh, the, the Sebastian Disciple, 60 Second Assassin. You know, Kill a Sin. Kill a, yeah, you know, yeah. just like <laughs> King every, Just at some yeah, point. Like <laughs> just anyone. Yeah. You know, uh, heavy into Wu Tang. Obviously, love J- you know uh, the, the, the the usual, the usual yes. suspects. Um, but it's just like I just gravitated more towards like that kind of sound. Gotcha. Um, and then. You know, I went to college, and then this is when I started branching off in other genres, and I discovered like Portishead, mm. like, and like th- that that blew me away because just like, oh wow, it's everything I like. It, they're doing the same exact things, but it said it's like a girl singing. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, like that, like that really, and you know, and I started discovering like different types of jazz and. And, and just other things I got into metal a little bit Okay You know So just Just anything that just reminds you Of just cinematic Aggressive Just Cause like You know Lifestyle wise Like I'm, I'm always in the gym Or I'm at work from home Like mm-hmm. I don't really go out that much Yeah If not at all So it's just like I always like that kind of Being in that kind of 
uh, mind frame, yeah. without a mind frame, or, or that uh, that kind of being like the the ambiance, yeah, because it, it's it's in contrast to you as as a person. I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's wild. Um, right around the time you started making beats and really focusing it, um, beat makers that influenced you. Mm. Number one is RZA. Okay. Number one is RZA. Um, th- you know, but then. Th- Definitely number two is Madlib. Mm. Madlib, definitely. Like, to to me, just I mean, but then you gotta include Dilla also. Like to me, they're just like one A and one B. Got you, got you. Because uh, it's just like to me, like they just they just broke every rule. You know, like and oh, I'm, and I'll do works. this one and a half minute song, or <laughs> yeah. I'll just find this loop and not change it and just make it sound dirtier or. Yeah. I'll have this one song going one way and then just throw this skit, just completely throw you off. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Dilla's whole thing was, I'm going to do everyone else's style better than them, but you can't do my style. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just, I just, <laughs> to me, like, that's pretty, I, I like that. Yeah, like, to me, like, when people ask about him, like, that, that's how I describe him. Like, yeah. you do everybody else's style. Yeah. Except you can't do his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so definitely them, Alchemist, uh, Premier, okay. uh, and and even now it's like you know I love Adrian Young even though like, I I can't play an instrument but just yeah. but just like but just like the textures and just the darkness mm-hmm. and then you know obviously Portishead yeah yeah um, Mugs DJ Mugs yeah definitely and, you know, Mugs Havoc just just anybody that does that and. Yeah. And I'd also throw Kanye in there because of just he learned how he mastered how to evolve. Got you. Like you know, late registration. It was he was chopping mm-hmm. samples when nobody yeah. was chopping samples. You know, late registration. He was making it sound bigger. He you know he, he listened to Portishead. He wanted to just expand, make things sound more cinematic. You know, graduation. He wanted to do anthems. You know, eight oh eight. His mom died. He wanted to sing, but still keep it. Yeah, hip hop bass. Yeah, you know, then you know, you know the rest. It's yeah, just yeah. like he just learned how to keep evolving Correct. and just pushing forward. Yeah, because like a lot of guys are dope, but like they stay the same. Yes, and so even if he goes in a direction you don't like, you know, it, it you still have to respect. Like, okay, he he grew. Correct. You know, Correct. so that that's something I, I kind of took as well. Yeah. Now and and it's um, it stays true to the statement that a lot of people you see it a lot of times. People will say. Um, you know, if you if you keep yourself in your comfort zone, you don't grow, mm-hmm. and and that's one thing that yeah, yeah I I could agree. And I'm not like and you summed it up excellent. Like I'm not a fan of all, you know all of Kanye stuff. Yeah. But you have to appreciate the fact that as a producer, he's tried different things and and hasn't. I mean, yeah, it hasn't been bad in the sense yeah. where it still holds the the main. Uh, you know, it keeps a fan base going. I don't like. I said I don't love all of it, but I can see where the work ethic comes in. Yeah, because it's like you know, the only difference is is that you know he decides to fail publicly. Yeah, I know a bunch of producers probably have all types of goofy shit in their hard drives uh, that they won't put out. He just, yeah, he'll just do it publicly. He just, yeah, he'll yeah. do poop diddy scoop. I know everybody <laughs> got a poop diddy scoop on their hard drive. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I recently learned about poop diddy scoop. <laughs> And it was listening to another podcast, and I, I was like, "What the hell are they talking about?" <laughs> and apparently, he just out of nowhere just did this, dropped the song. It was just poop that he scooped through the whole thing, and because it was really supposed to be like a reference. 
Really? Yeah, from what I understand, it was supposed to be like a reference. So, you know, like when people record, like sometimes they'll just say gibberish to like count bars or whatever. Got you. From what, like from, a placeholder or kind of yeah. like what, uh, kind of like uh, the infamous story with Nori. Yeah. What, with, what, yeah. What, 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 yeah, exactly. Where he's like, he, you know, he was trying to learn how to count bars and then he yeah. was doing the, the chorus, filling in the chorus part. He just, what, what, what? And then Pharrell said, well, let's keep that. That's the chorus. Yeah. So. And then the chick singing. Yeah. So I could be wrong. So I, I think that's how I came out. And he was just like, no, whatever. I'll just put it out. Whatever. Did he do Wow. Wow. And then, and then, of course, he's going to play to the whole, is it crazy or is it genius? Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, it's he, like, again, like, sometimes you, you I, certain people, I, I learn how to kind of just separate Art, art from, from the artist. Yeah. Sometimes you can't. Mm-hmm. I think now it's harder for for me to do that with him. Yeah, yeah. But you know, but it's just like, oh wow. So that's where you went. <laughs> <laughs> do um, let me go back to Jay Dilla. Do you remember the first beat you heard from Jay Dilla? One of the craziest thing. Let me know. I was not a big Dilla fan at okay. first. Okay. At first. All right. Um, I'm like, okay, I, like I get it, but then. The first beat that really like, cause remember I'm younger. I'm yeah. So I'm 26. I'll be okay. 27 in a couple weeks. Gotcha. So the first deal, actually ironically, the first Dilla beat that I heard that I, that I was like, whoa, was House of Flying Daggers on Cuban Links too. Okay. I don't know if you remember that no, beat. Wait, no. But it, it was like that one beat that. And I'm sure just, I heard it, but I cannot recall it now. Yeah. It was like that one beat that like sounded like too much like a RZA beat, like. You're like, oh no, there's no way. Like, who did this? Who's responsible for this? It sounded a lot like a RZA beat, but it, it wasn't a RZA beat. Like, you could tell it but, wasn't. Yeah, it, but it just hit. It just hit. Yeah. Like, and it sounded like, oh, now I get it. So, like, you know, so I'm younger. So I, I had to go back to a lot of things. Like, Cuban gotcha. Links, I had to go back to. Reason but I had to go back to. Um, so far Side, did you ever? Did you ever far Side messed with a little bit. The Lab Cab in California? A little bit, a little okay. bit. You know, I mainly stayed on the East Coast. Got you, got you. You know, so gotcha. it's like, unfortunately, I missed out on that. Like, yeah. I missed out, you know, none of De La Soul's on Spotify. So I, yes, unfortunately. Tommy, fuck Tommy boy. Yeah, forever. <laughs> you know, so, so, uh, so then, you know, I go back, I find Champion Sound. Mm. You know, I, I find Donuts. Like, so th- like that. that's when I start, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah. I get it now. Welcome to Detroit. Yeah. It's funny you say that, because I'm going to make, I'm going to confess something here. I mean... I, when when I heard running from far side, I was like, "Yo, this is so dope. Mm-hmm. What is this?" And then you start hearing that you know there's songs. You start hearing Janet Jackson coming out with these songs, where I'm like, "Yo, I'm like, I'm cool. Like, yo, this mm-hmm. is this is dope." And then you find out that was Jay Dilla. Um, <clears throat> and then so I was like, "Oh, I, I fuck with Jay Dilla." And then I remember picking up "Welcome to Detroit," mm-hmm. and I picked it up. This I picked up the CD. Because it was recommended to me hmm. by by Magnum O. Shouts to you, Magnum O. Um, someone who who early on was some was the was the plug, quote unquote, for my for my CD um, uh, collection. Hmm. You know, he was like, "Yo, he has CDs." Like, oh, bur-, you know, not he was burning. He was no, he would yeah, he would copy the CD to a tape back then. Uh, it's how okay. long ago it was. Okay. I was going to say, he burned the CD for me, but that shit did not exist <laughs> in 93. I'd be lying. I'd be bold-faced lying to you, telling you, yeah, we were burning CDs in 93. Um, that also rhymed. Um, <laughs> Tell you, man, Mighty Ed, coming soon. Yeah. So he would put the, the CDs on tape for me, and so he was a source 
of mine. And then fast forward to what, 90, no, two, 99, 2000, and he's, oh, was it? I think Welcome to Detroit came out. It was late 90s, early 2000s. And he's like, yo, you got to check out this album. Mm-hmm. And I went and I bought it just off the strength because I'm like, yo, Magnum's not going to fail me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, he understands my taste. And uh, I buy the album and I sit through it. And I'm kind of like, I don't know. Okay. I was. Did, did you discover Mad Lib first? Oh yeah, Loop Pack. So so like that. That's usually what happens. Like I, I think because that was me. Like I discovered Mad Lib first. Got you. So I'm like, okay, he's kind of like Mad Lib, but not really. Okay, like he he he, he does he does drums more than Mad Lib. Mm-hmm. Mad Lib is more of a looper, mm-hmm. although he can drum. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, they're very similar, but I'm like. Um, no, he's okay. But then, you know, like, you know, once you introduce some more stuff, you're like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, and that's, I think, that that was my evolution as well. That's crazy that that was my evolution as well because then I was like, all right, I didn't quite, I didn't take that CD over to the CD trader and cop another one. <laughs> I held on to Welcome to Detroit. I'm like, I'm going to hold on to it. Even though I was tempted. I was tempted to take that shit over to the CD trader and be like, yo, what do you give me for this? And then I'll grab something else. Yeah. But I held on to it, and um, and years down the line, when I'm starting to hear different things, when I hear you know, uh, raise it up, uh, and, and and more songs to come after that, and then like rough draft, and and I was like, I gotta go back, I, yeah. like just like you said, I gotta go back to Welcome to Detroit, and then playing that, and I was like, bro, I was like, yo, this is what Magnumo saw in it. Yeah. Like, I'm seeing it now. I mean, right down the fucking, to the, the Bossa Nova track. Like, that shit to me hits. Yeah. It's like, that shit comes on, I'm like, yo, I'm, and, it's, and it's so left from everything else on there. Yeah, because, like, 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 yeah, like, he covers the entire spectrum. Mm. And, you know, and I remember, because I was, I was watching, you remember, like, the Stone Store documentary that came out not too long ago? Yes. So there was like an extended Kanye interview. Okay. He did, he described it very well. He's like, you know, Dilla had, he had a warm sound that still like hit and cut through speakers. Yeah. And like that describes it perfectly because like he'll have these old samples. It feels very like homemade and, you know, so yeah. that, that's, they kind of deem him as lo-fi even though I disagree with it. Yeah. You know, but he, he, he had this, this, this warm sound that people kind of were doing, but not at his level. And. But the thing is, it was still bounced. Like, it's still yeah. cut through. Like, yeah. you know? You know, now that, now that we're talking about it, um, I think another thing, another contributing factor to me not picking up right away on um, on Welcome to Detroit is that he, um, Dilla was, like, his rhymes were just, yo, it, it's flashy. It was flashy. We got money. We're going to go to the strip club. We're going to spend it. Mm-hmm. You know, the cars, um, even on... Um, when he when he appeared on uh, Commons um like Water for Chocolate on the Thelonious on the yeah. Thelonious Felonious is it Felonious Felonious I think the name of the track is Felonious and it's like he's he's got these car references with the you know it's you know the wood grain and I, and at that point in time I was like that I was just so I was so backpack right that I was like I don't want to hear about this guy spending money <laughs> and the strictly like, I don't want to hear so I think that played a, a a factor in it as well but see but that's why I liked him more because. Okay. Cause it's just like, so this is like I don't know if you're aware of this this narrative of like I think it, I know where you're going, but I, I want to see. Yeah, cause like end up in the same place. Like, dude, Dilla is not lo-fi. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. This is yeah, like, because yeah. when you think, well, because, okay, because I, I deal with this a lot because I have a lot of supporters who classify me as lo-fi. Mm. <laughs> and like, I kind of get it, but it's just like, no, like maybe I'm like sonically there because it's really just because I don't know how to mix well. <laughs> I just don't know what I'm doing. That's why things sound like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe sometimes I purposely sound like that, but I'm like, no, like I make things like I don't make like bedroom studying music. Correct. I, no, I don't, especially with the, the aggressiveness, it's like yeah, like so. Usually, they say I'm lo-fi, but they all say like, yo, I was listening to this like in the gym. I was in the car. I was pissed off. I was driving to work. Like so, I'm like that. There, yeah. There's definitely. Yeah. That's two ends of the scale there. Yeah, and like I get it. I, I, apparently, like there's because I don't know much about lo-fi, but but it's just you know apparently there's a wider spectrum to it. But like no, Dilla was not a backpack dude at all. No, no, not like to me whatsoever. He was just Kanye with a smaller budget. Yeah, like it, it, it did more with less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so true. It is very true. Yeah, um, yeah. This this whole lo-fi phenomenon. It seems like. It's another another label added, bro. Just say you like, just say you like hip hop. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's this, not just this, like gets, this is where it gets weird. Like, so is Griselda lo-fi? Yeah, because there's no drums there. You know, you could at times hear where the loop starts again. Yeah, you know like, what I'm saying? It's like the the you know the drums hit very boxy sometimes too. Yeah. Like, like I could tell what they use sometimes in their effects. Like, so they're not. No, that's no. the last thing you would, you would classify. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. That like that's not lo-fi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yo, no, man, definitely not. Um, who? Uh, another one that I've come across. Are you familiar with L Orange, the producer L Orange? Why does that name sound familiar? Um, he's done work. He's done work with Blue, um, Homeboy like Sandman. Love Homeboy um, Sandman. He 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 recently dropped a project with. I should know this. It's and H is gonna kill me. Shouts to H W V C C. He's Sci-Fi probably played it like Radio. twenty times. Yes, because we were going back and forth. I should know the name. It's Marlo Two. Okay. It's Marlo Two. Um, that is a collaborative album with uh, the MC by the name of Solemn Brigham. They dropped the second one. Before that, he did a, a collaborative album with a with Jeremiah J, which okay. is called "Complicate Your Life with Violence." Um, that is that is all. That is a dope title. Yeah, it is. And the album is ridiculous. Does you it, gotta, does it sound it like your life getting complicated with violence? Yes. There's a lot of oh, hard... Like, awesome. you, like what you're, you're describing is your sound with the aggressiveness and the hard hit, but then it has the dusty, old, like, samples before soul. Mm. Um, the one well, thing that I L. Orange uses a lot is uh, samples from old... Right. It has to be, like, the 40s and the 50s. The movies. Just the yes. movies. And, uh, and he does a hell of a job with them. And they consider him lo-fi, but it's like, what? Because it's... Because the, the, his sources are, like, aged? Like, it's... I, I, don't, I don't get it. No, like, it's get, like... It hits so hard. Like, no, like, Madlib made McNasty filth. That is not... That's not lo-fi. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. You know, like... But you mentioned old scores and stuff. So, all right. So, like, I mostly, where I get my samples from, um, I I basically follow a ton of YouTube. Ch- all right. So, let me back up even further. Like, uh, uh, one key component to my sound is, like, I, I make sure I really go out of my way to find things that really haven't been done before. Okay. So, like, I know a lot of producers. There's, like, three YouTube channels everybody goes through. 
I'm like, no, I'm not going through those. Like, I'll go through everyone else's. Like, I, like sometimes I go digging every once in a while. There's, there's like that one record store. There's like that one spot in Kendall. There, I think there's like, I think it's called Lucky something over on over in uh. Winwood. Yeah, one eight hundred. Yeah. There's that one. Oh, no, one eight hundred lucky or is it? No, no, it's lucky something. It's lucky records, and, and, and there's like a ramen spot right next to it. That's one eight hundred lucky. Yes, yeah, yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. and and uh, there's a there's another one, little Haiti. What's it called? Anyway, you know, I'll go there. Yeah. You ever seen the You ever seen the the YouTube show uh, Rhythm Roulette? Yes. Yes. So I do that. Okay. I just walk in. I go find the cheapest, crappiest section and just 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 start grabbing shit. Minus grab. the blindfold, but you're just yeah. start grabbing. But it's the same. I, I, I don't look down. I just grab yeah, stuff. Yeah. So in other words, you don't try to assess the album, which is pretty much the same thing. You can't see the album. You're not trying to assess it by the cover, the track list. You just no. grab. The, the more unwanted, the better. Mm. Mm. So like, I'll do that, and then you know, usually on YouTube, I'll find stuff. Sometimes, like if I'm at work, like I'll just go to like some kind of radio app and just. Find something from like a certain country and just listen to stuff all day. Got you, got you. Like you know, like I love a lot of like Turkish samples, a lot okay, of like East Asian stuff. Like just, I, I really go out of my way to find. Yeah. So, so you know, I like I pride myself on my ear. Got you. Um, but yeah, what are we talking about? That's an excellent <laughs> question. That's an excellent question. No, so what we were referring to, and it's going to come back to me. It's going to, and this is not the first time it's happened on the podcast. I think the failure is that we drank the beers at the beginning. No, the uh, thing is, it wasn't the beers. No. I, like I genuinely forgot. <laughs> so you, it's it's your secret sauce. How you yeah. how you go about picking samples, and you you'll travel and you'll go left where everybody's going in one direction. You go the other way for sounds that you would like to incorporate in your production, which is it brings us back to man. That's what hip hop was. You mentioned it earlier. Hip hop was that you know for those who didn't have right, you know, or who had limited resources and they made the best of it. You still continue to challenge yourself in that aspect because you want to go where it's not common to go. Yeah, because there's got to be something there. Exactly. You know, one one thing that's why I can't wait to. You know that this is why this whole Corona thing. As much as I, you know, I appreciate being able to be home and stuff. One thing it did screw up. I was supposed to go on a twelve-day Mediterranean cruise. It was supposed to leave out of Barcelona. Wow. It was like three stops in Italy. I was supposed to go to Croatia, and my plan was I was going to find a record store in every single stop, and just just grab like twenty records. I just came back with just crates of stuff. Oh, man. Just, just, Stuff you can't find Man. anywhere, like you know. I'm let down now, because yeah, because that, that sounds like an ideal situation. You're traveling, and and then you're you're incorporating what it is you do at every stop. And the worst part is that you don't. Corona shut it down, and then it'll never be the same. It's like yeah, like I, I definitely want to. At, at least that that industry won't be. the yeah, same. Yeah, like I definitely want to just go travel just to dig, like mm-hmm. yo. I don't know if you've heard of this, but there there's this one album of just like it's like sixty eight through seventy four, just Vietnamese rock and soul. Really, it is just it is just the hardest, just like really, dude. It, it, there's and there's like another one. It, it's it's super dope. I'm I'm gonna send it to you. Okay, okay. I don't even I don't know if it's on Spotify because there's yeah a lot of them aren't even like. And like I, I just find stuff like that. There's like another one. Actually, I think that was like a more popular one. But 
split up. Like, I just find these, like, compilations of stuff. There's, like, another one I found just full of just Thai music, just Thai mm. funk. Like, I, <laughs> Yo, I, that's I, amazing to me. Like, I, I never thought that that would be... That was the chair sliding, for those who might have caught <laughs> an odd sound in the background. Um, it's... You know, I, I, that's, a, that's a combination that, I mean, my lack of knowledge in that, like, I would have never thought... Thai funk, yeah. but then you think, or, or like you said earlier, like that the Vietnamese soul, and you're like, oh shit, well that makes sense. Sixty eight to seventy four, you said, you know, Vietnam. Yeah. it's like, yeah, that it all. Oh, I never thought of it. Yeah, it's just like it's just like the aesthetics is there, the warmth is there, the mm. vocals are cut. It's just, it's just, most of like I'm not even just sampling it. I just love that music. Yeah. Like even a lot of the Thai stuff, I, I just love just finding just man. I, I'm not, I'm not to saying that record. Please, I'm do. not because you producers are listening. You're you're not gonna know what it is. I'm gonna tell Ed. He's <laughs> okay. not gonna tell nobody. Yeah, nah. yeah. <laughs> the, the secret is safe with me. Yeah. Yo, lock tight, Fort Knox, for real, for real. Yo, uh, mighty healthy man. We we talked. We discussed beats. We talked about some of the greats. Um, your experiences with them. Your influences. And um, yeah, man, I think we did an official. I think we did our thing in this segment. I'm glad we did. I mean, we ran, we ran a good, good solid 24 minutes looking like, yeah. but but it was all entertaining to me. Um, we got one thing left to do, and that's get into these eats to make the cipher complete. Now all you right. got me started. Exactly. Now I'm just gonna look for the damn rhymes everywhere. <laughs> Y'all stay tuned. It's Bruce Beast and Easter Pie. And one thing, no sample snitching. Boom. <laughs> Bruce Beast and East, the podcast, we have reached the Eats portion. We are rounding third, on our way home, about to bring this thing to an end. But before we can do that, we definitely got to get to know Mighty Healthy and his food taste, his food choices, um, the dishes that call to him, maybe even certain things that he won't even mess with. That's always an interesting question. I think I'm going to throw that in there too. Sushi. Just right oh, off right off the rip. Just sushi. You don't mess with sushi. I hate it. I hate sushi. No one can convince me like I hate sushi. I hate ceviche. Anything that's like not cooked, you know, like I, no, no, no. It hasn't sushi. been purified by the fires. No, like you know, I remember I was working one time. I don't know. It was like my first internship. It was okay. my last day. They're like, "Hold oh, you, let's let's take you to like this this ceviche spot." I'm like, "What ceviche?" They're like, oh, it's like you know they 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 use. Uh, I might butcher it, but it's like you know they use like the 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 the, the, the seasonings and stuff to to like, cook. Then the marinade will kind of marinade. quote unquote cook yeah. the the raw fish, so on and so forth. But like they never they didn't tell me that like, it came cold. Yeah, <laughs> so like I understood that it was tasty. Yeah, like, it tasted because the flavors were there, of course. But like, nah, get this shit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, it's not. The flavors on this aren't enough for me to power through chewing this. Uh... Yeah, like it, it, I, I feel like it could just slither off my plate, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd have to chase it, and that becomes nah, the whole nah. thing. And so, so, so off rip sushi's not a thing for you either. Um, yeah, because technically sushi. Yeah. Now, have wait a minute. Now, have you tried a sushi where something was maybe tempura'd? Like no, no, tempura's fire. I got you. I got like you. tempura. Okay, so you so you eat a sushi roll that has like a tempura shrimp in it. 
Yeah, but it's just it's like, just, but it's just like I might as well just have shrimp then. Yeah, like why, but that like, just goes straight to the shrimp. You know, dip it in a sweet chili sauce or yeah, something. Like, so my 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 other friend Jimmy, it's like you have the palate of a seven year old. Yeah, and it's like I realize that it's just like you know, like I I have a very very practical. T- this is like certain things I'm just not gonna explore. Like yeah. I don't. Like, I don't understand, like, I remember I was on a cruise one time, and they had, like, frog legs. I'm like, I might as well just have chicken. Like, it's just, if you're, especially when the argument most of the time is it tastes like chicken. Like then just, why would I avoid the chicken? Exactly. Like, yeah. like, I don't, why do I may have to make my life more difficult? Yeah. <laughs> you know. For the sake of, for, to, to appease somebody else. Because ultimately, you you seem like you're going to do just fine. Without eating the frog legs, because you know, because they eat it like, oh, you know, I had frog legs. It's like, I can't care. I don't care. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm, I'm continue this. I'm gonna continue the trend, and I'm gonna ask, um, have you had gator bites before? No. Okay. What, did, what, okay. what is that? <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, or gator chunks. It's the the ga- the tail of the gator, and it's and it's chopped up into chunks and then deep fried. Actually, pretty good. Uh. <laughs> that sounds like it could be good. Yeah. But again, if, if, the- okay, a lot of things because you know I live at home. You know I have like some meal delivery service. So also I hate cooking. I hate the entire okay. process. Right. You know. Well, let, me, let me take that question off the, <laughs> my notes here. Yeah. Just <laughs> I hate cooking, so I, I just have my meals delivered. There you go. And if I feel like cheating, I'll do Uber Eats. Okay. So like Uber Eats, I'm like, okay, what is the most like, what is the most practical way I can be full and enjoy myself? Mm. So usually, you know, I work out, so I need a lot of protein. I need a lot of whatever. So usually it just boils down to, like, a burger, sesame mm. chicken, yeah. maybe some fried chicken, or maybe, like, Parmesan, chicken Parmesan. Like, mm. I haven't explored much. Because, like, I don't... Because you know how Uber Eats is? Like, you're paying $30 to... So it's like, this better be good. Yes. Because if it's terrible, then I'm going to be very upset. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you wait 50 minutes. And, and just then like, at that point, everybody's gone. So who do you take that out on? Yeah. Like the driver's gone. The, the, the restaurant you ordered it from is, is not, not nearby. Yeah. Now it's quarantine. So everything's closing early. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you crave Who do you this. air your grievances with? Yeah, like, now it's 9 p.m. I can't eat again. I'm stuck with garbage. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah man. Bad look all around. Which, I mean, I'm, that might be motivation to maybe pick up a couple of cooking tips. Never. No, never, no, no never. not enough. Still never. not enough. My, no. Like, it's, <laughs> no. It's just, it's just, I don't know, maybe because I live by myself. Got it's you. just not practical. Not pra- exactly. Like, all right. Go to Uber Eats. Oh, no, I go to Whole Foods, waste time, try to find a recipe. I already know I'm going to do it badly. You know, so I'm spending all this money. I have to buy all the seasoning everything because I just didn't have it before. You know, I buy all this stuff, waste a bunch of time burning everything. It's yeah. real embarrassing. And then you're just eating it. Like, you have to power through it now because now you just spent $48. Yeah. And then now you have to clean up after. Now you're just like, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> One thing I don't mind though, I don't yeah. mind grilling. Okay, okay. I I, I, I could grill a burger. All right. You know, it, it's not the best thing, but like I mean, you can't really screw that up. No, no. You know, but that's it. I can't yeah. do anything else. Yeah. What do you usually throw on a burger? Take us down that trip. Like, I mean, I mean, nothing. Like it, again, like it's just not that sophisticated. You know, ketchup <laughs> just, mustard. Just ketchup mustard. You know, some cheese. You know, 
maybe I maybe I got fancy threw some onions on the grill. Okay, like, okay. But that's it. Like it's it's just again, I have a palate of a seven year old. <laughs> like just straight to the point. Okay. <laughs> so since we since we keep revisiting the seven year old palate. What was something you grew up eating? The exact same stuff. Nothing has changed. You found your comfort place and you're like, yeah, I'm just gonna, this is what I was eating when I was seven. It's, it's, it hasn't failed me and I'm going to continue to go I, I was I was the kid whose parents like... Like they just had to take me to McDonald's every Friday. Like that. Like that was my thing up until like the the fifth grade. Wow. And then like I love Chinese food. I love sesame chicken. Yeah. You know, New York obviously has the best Chinese food because I was living in New York at the time. Okay. Okay. Um, until I was like eleven, and then you know like so that like just burgers and Chinese food, like, mm. just not much else. <laughs> Nothing has changed. No one has expanded my palate. The it's wheelhouse just been, was established. Yeah, like, just, this is where I'm comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wild. That's wild, yo. Grilling. So, all right. Besides a burger, what else is something you you, you throw on a grill? Absolutely nothing else. Nothing else. I'm telling you, this so is gonna have, be a very quick segment. So you haven't. <laughs> so you haven't ventured into Churrasco? Like you haven't? You're not even giving that a shot. I know you're a fan of Churrasco. I like you know like I. I'm gonna try it sometime this year. Okay, I- I'm gonna genuinely give it a try. Okay, uh, but it's just like, like my dad had a restaurant at a point in time. Really? Okay. Yeah, like my mom had. My mom is very. She's very good at cook. Like I, I come from a family of people that cook very well. Okay. You know, I, I go to Sunday dinner at my grandma's house every Sunday. Been doing that pretty much my whole life. Dope, so dope. I, I'm used to people cooking a lot better than me. Uh, and, and having a lot to live up to. Yeah. Because now they've already gotten you used to a certain uh, yeah. a certain type of, you know, um, expertise when it comes to cooking. And it's like, I'm not going to match that. Yeah. No. You know, it's just like, you it's know. It's more disappointment. You, just, you have Jordan and then you have like the Suns. It's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're good. We're good. So we're not that. Yeah. So we're not that. What was a, what is a Sunday meal at, at grandma's consist what does that consist of? Mm, it, it usually varies, but like at the core of it, it's usually two different meats. Okay. Two types of carbs. It's you know, it's like rice and beans, mm-hmm. maybe some white rice and, and sauce. You got usually you know, you know, plantains, fried mm-hmm. plantains. Gotcha. It's it, it's it's, it's it's you know I, I definitely look forward to it every Sunday because I'm like yo home cooked food <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness this is great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so Haitian descent um, t- so there is there any um, typical Haitian dish that you that you don't oh yeah like that I don't like that you don't like yeah oh uh, yeah there's a couple. Um, I had a I had a traumatizing experience with sauce bois. It's like the it's like the bean sauce. Okay. I, I had it mm-hmm. once when I was a kid. It, I, I'm pretty sure there's there's like an equivalent to it. Okay. It's you know it's it's beans, but it's like a sauce also. Like you okay. put it on your rice and stuff. Gotcha. Okay. So like uh, like most Hispanics yeah. make a bean. You on guys have like, and we'll coat the like rice we share a lot of stuff in common. Yeah, definitely. We just have different names. Yeah. I just had one experience when I was a kid, and I just never had it again. Really. It's just like even to this day they make fun of me. They're like, "Wait, like you're just putting right rice and that's it?" Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is me. Yeah, all day. That's it. White rice. (laughs) Um, rice. But 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 yeah, man. It's 
it was that there, there, there's like a couple other things that wasn't but like you know obviously I, I love the staples I love mm-hmm. Glio okay you know you know the the, the fried pork mm-hmm. you, know, you gotta love tasso you gotta love the soups you gotta love your your, your bouillon you gotta love mm-hmm. like I, I love the staples yeah yeah but everything else mm. uh, uh, you guys do um you guys do uh it's escaping me um fritters you guys do fritters as well uh like a like a saltfish fritter or a conk fritter Mm. You guys mess with that at all? I mean, I have a I have a Haitian homeboy of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That when he and I can't remember what he calls it, but it's their ver is his version. It's I guess. like a fried fish. Yeah, but it's like chunks and it's kind of like a like a it's almost like a hush puppy. Oh no, yeah, but I, I don't, nah, you know, I with could that. be wrong. I, I don't. I mean, I've never seen it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But that's something something I probably like. Yeah. Yeah, you know I love fish. I love all that stuff. Okay, like, I, I just I just like them cooked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you want it with a low survival rate. Like, yeah, like you know, like you know, when I was a kid, you know, I, I liked my meat well done. Now mm-hmm. now I ventured out. I'm like okay, medium, medium yeah, yeah. Well. Like you know, my dad likes it a little more rare. I'm like that's gonna move and walk off your plate. <laughs> yeah. you know? Good thing you're armed with a knife because you might have yeah, to go like, after that. <laughs> Uh, let's start with Haitian desserts. Yeah, what's not a dessert guy? No, really, not okay. a dessert guy. Okay. okay, like when I was a kid, I loved Hershey bars. But okay, now I'm not anymore. I'm not, you know, I, like you know, healthy lifestyle. You work, you I, like, try, yeah. Like I don't, I don't really have the taste anymore. Yeah, and, and the fact that you're, if you're, if you're committing, you know, any type of energy into yourself and your diet. Those are one of the things that you're like, ah, uh, definitely not. I don't have to go to that because, of course, you're, you're putting in work. Yeah. And you don't want to offset that with something that you're not really crazy about to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but you know, but like, you know, I, I enjoy cheesecake. I enjoy, okay. you know, uh, ice cream. But it's like, I don't crave it. It's, if it's presented to me, I'll eat it. Mm. Like, you know. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, is there is there a dessert involved by any chance in these Sunday meals, or do they usually? I mean, no. Something? They usually got you know. Sometimes it's cheesecake. Sometimes okay. there's other stuff going on, and you know, if it's there, I'll have a little bit. But like, I I, I never had a sweet tooth. I would say though, I, I lately I've craved fruit more. Got you. Like, I, I, I could go through a bag of grapes at any time. Really? Yeah, any point, any given time. Yeah, that's time. amazing. I, I, this is probably one of the first times that I've heard somebody say you go to bed. Because I get grapes and I forget they're there. Really? Like, like the first time they arrive, I'll grab a couple bushels of them. You know, ah, Somebody put me onto these frozen grape things and they're trying to sell me that it was like the best thing. Oh, you never had frozen grapes? Hmm. I tried it. was not impressed. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm not teething. Like, why would you give me... <laughs> That feels like a jawbreaker. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's something you would try to like to 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 like lower inflammation of the gums. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, just straight grapes. But even in that situation, it's like I'll I'll do that once or twice the first day or the second day they're here, and then I just forget them. Really? I I just forget them. I'm, I'm thinking at Whole Foods. I think they got them in other places now. There's like these cotton candy grapes, like, but they're only available every once in a while. Got you. I, I see. I've seen them. I've seen. They're them. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, like that's probably the only sweet thing I could just eat completely irrationally, just like in one sitting. I remember because I had a trainer at a point in time because I lost fifty pounds like a okay. couple years ago. Nice, congrats! And I was just like, 
okay, so is it bad that I eat, I could eat like a, a whole bag of grapes? Everything just looked at me. It's just like, yeah, you don't do that. Just, just <laughs> don't do that. Like, what are we, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> That's where you're going to put all your calories at? Come on, come on. <laughs> That's the thing, like, like my problem is, it, it, it was ne- it was just stupid things like that. Just like, just eating grapes all day. Like, I don't even have, because I, I don't have a sweet tooth. Yeah. I don't eat late, really. Like, I don't, I don't drink heavy. I really just yeah. drink, like, on the, so it's just like, it's just stupid things like that. Mm, mm. Yeah, no, and then, of course, if, if you're snacking at grapes all day long, then... That's kind of what holds you over, and then you really have no need to get, you know, to to have a plate of something that could fuel you in the sense of like, okay, I need some proteins, I need some fats, I need some, you know, light on the carbs or whatnot. Right. So yeah, I can see where that could go wrong. There. <laughs> definitely, definitely. You have a, you have a meal service. I imagine it's it's uh, tailored to your to your um, workout yeah. routine and whatnot. Yeah, they're not sponsoring this show. No, so, so we ain't gonna give them that yeah, shine. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's like the typical thing. Like, you just you just pick, like, you know, uh, high protein, high whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a whole menu every gotcha. week. You just kind of just pick what you want. Dope. And, you know, th- like, a lot of the options are good. Like, one time I had a burger, but, you know, it was like a... It was like a organic patty and, like, some kind of, like, pita kind of bread. And, mm, okay. And instead of fries, they had, you know, wedges and, like... Got you. So, like, they, they try to make sure they're not just having just miserable food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I, I was into that at a point in time, just, like, doing the meal prep and, like, making chicken breasts and stuff for the weekend. You just power through it, just real miserable. And just, like, there's, no, like, there's... No pleasure in it. Yeah, just, like, but then, you know, like, Tuesday comes and, you, and all of a sudden you're craving things you don't even like. Like, just, like one day, like I'm just craving KFC. I'm like, I don't even eat KFC. Why like, is that a thing? Yeah. But it's just like you're just craving salt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you yeah. haven't had it yeah. in two weeks. There's a texture and a, and a and a and a flavor you're looking for that isn't provided by these other things you've had yeah, at this like, point. <laughs> have you tried to like really like? Have go on like a strict diet and stuff like that. I have, I I have um same on um, same premise. Uh, started working out and um and then typically when you get involved with uh you know a workout spot or whatnot, they'll uh they'll throw you like a, a fat flush, which mm. is for like the next two weeks. Don't eat this. Kind of like getting your body used to not eating, not relying on everything you ate before you got to that point. And then at the same time, like transitioning, um, and then you couple that with the amount of work that you put in, then you start realizing, like you said, like, I don't have to eat Popeye, I don't have to eat KFC, yeah. I don't have to have that Hershey's bar. So I've done that a couple of times, I've done a couple of, um, between that, and and it's more like, not so much like lifestyle change, but kind of like just a reset, like take a break from, so I've done the, uh, I've done... Well, I've done. I've done like six week challenges. I've done where I went a whole month without um, eating meat, um, just to see, just to observe the differences and whatnot. And more so, if nothing else, I mean, whether the differences were there or not, I think it's the the biggest contrib- uh, the biggest um, thing I took away from that is that now I can navigate through, you know. Eating something that has no meat, to so then bouncing back to something that has meat. Um, I remember because you posted because. <clears throat> I'm not like a vegan person at all, mm-hmm. but like you post stuff, I'm like, huh, I would at least try that, yes. you know? And that's where I find myself from like, okay, 
I would try this. Yo, shouts to God now. Uh, by the time you've heard this episode, you've already know we've been a, a week into it. Um, the Got Now Organic Food Kings. DJ Got Now, he um, collaborated with Organic Food Kings down in Miami, and they came up with the lemon pepper chicken sandwich. Fake chicken sandwich. So when they say fake chicken, like, what is it? It is a pea protein. Okay. So, and they've just found a way to give it the, the texture and the crisp that you mm. would get from a chicken sandwich. Um, again, I've said it before, I never tried the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I think Popeye's, as, as pleasing or as enticing as the idea of Popeye's might sound with these chicken strips and these french fries and the biscuit, it's just a lot of bread, in my opinion. Um, so I don't, I don't eat Popeyes, but, and I never get a chance to experience the sandwich, but definitely it's okay. Yeah. So this sandwich is in my mind, this is what I would expect from a Popeye's chicken sandwich, which goes to say that it's despite the fact that it's not chicken. Um, it's damn near close to what I would expect from as a chicken sandwich from any place. So if if also like it really tasted like chicken, yeah, because I I, I yeah. trust your palate. Yes, no, it definitely okay. tasted like chicken. Um, the seat, the sauces they put on them were on point. I mean, the whole product, the whole just everything in its, itself, it's a really good, it's a really good sandwich. Right. Yo, shouts, shouts, shouts <laughs> to Stroh. Um, perfect timing. Perfect timing. You, you could definitely attribute to the fact, or uh, you know, testify to the fact that that uh, that chicken sandwich, look well, mighty healthy. How's it going? Uh, that chicken sandwich. That, oh, I mean, that thing was on point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, not a vegan. <laughs> nothing okay. along the along the lines. But yeah, you walk away. It's, it's only vegan people that recommend me this. So I'm just like, I'm always like. Yeah, I'm far from vegan. Okay. Point, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I so, gotta try it then. No, definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, mighty healthy, bro. This has been a mighty healthy episode. Like I'm full. <laughs> I'm full. We, you know, we got to know you. The listener got a chance to know you. We talked. Uh, we drank the beers. We sampled beers. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate you taking, you know, taking the opportunity or taking the chance to try something different and um, and hopefully maybe. You know, find yourself in a situation where we're like, "Oh, I, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. I might try that again." And for the record, we drank the, we drank all of them. Yes, we finished um, all of them. Yeah, man. No, you know, no halfways here. Um, <laughs> what else did we do? We talked beats. We got into beats. Um, man, I'm telling you, I, I'm looking forward to. It. I'm. You know what? I'm not even gonna act shocked when I sit there and I throw in only built part three, <laughs> and I was like, "My healthy." On production. Yes. Everything across. <laughs> yes. You know? <laughs> yes. And then we just got to know how difficult of an eater you are. I mean, yeah, yeah. from seven years old on. Uh, just the same. The same. <laughs> but we were still able to traverse. I'm glad I brought up the whole, like, what is it that you don't like? Because, like you said, that, that takes up a good amount of this conversation. It's like, well, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. But nonetheless, mighty healthy. Um... Thank you so much. Um, like I always like to say at this time, there it is. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guest, Mighty Healthy, all caps, no space. Yeah, right? please, please, no space. Because a lot of you guys, you, you you put Mighty Healthy, you put Mighty Healthy, one word, and then only the M and H is capitalized. You put Mighty Healthy like the song. No, no, no. It's it's one word. That way, if you Google me, it pops up. What am I? You know, it, it just, it's just a lot easier that way. You're at the right, you know you're at the right place. Thank you so much for taking the time sitting down and talking it up with me. Oh, I'd like man. to thank the listener again. Always, as always, thank the listener for tuning in yet another week. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. Let them know. Spotify. Uh, 
Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, uh, any podcast, any podcast streaming site that matters, I'm there. Also, the YouTube. Keep up with the YouTube. Audio episodes are always there. Video episodes once a month. Trying to keep that in line. Drop it on TikTok. Yes. Yeah, we're going to let the Chinese know all the secrets. Everything. Yeah, they're going to find out all about this. <laughs> Yo, y'all know what it is. It's Bruce Beats and Eats. Old Head Ed, Mighty Healthy. Thank you Mighty so Ed. much. Mighty Ed. Mighty Ed. Come soon. Stay tuned. It might be like a three-track EP. <laughs> nice short. Maybe about a minute and a half per, per track. <laughs> but it's going to happen. Y'all know what's up. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. Oh, man.